But I'm going to talk about retreat uh, in a way that um, maybe assumes that you haven't, because uh, most people haven't been on retreat. And, um, uh, and even if you have been on retreat, you know, retreat is a time to always be a beginner. And uh, so we can uh, hear things and learn fresh things about what it is to be on retreat. And when I was thinking about uh, how to just pull some ideas together, uh, because this is the first time I really focused in a, in a very focused way, talking, talked about um, uh, what is a retreat. Uh, just wanted to record this, I just want to be sure it's recording. Um, yes. Uh, I thought about retreat as a kind of a technology, you know, that so much thought and consideration have gone into planning and creating a system or a, an environment in which we can really uh, focus on becoming mindful, uh, practicing meditation, coming to our present moment experience. Um, there's a story about uh, the Buddha of compassion, Amitabha Buddha. And it's said that Amitabha Buddha creates a, a pure land. Um, in Tibetan, it's called Dewa Chen. And, uh, and in this pure land, everything supports practice. So um, I remember when I, there were some years when I was going a lot down to the meditation center in Barrie, Massachusetts, uh, the Insight Meditation Society. And when I started going there, I felt, wow, I've arrived in Dewa Chen. It just felt like, you know, the staff had such, um, you know, just uh, compassion and uh, concern for uh, that everything worked well. The schedule, the the environment had been uh, so well thought out. Um, the the beautiful grounds, and so on. And I just felt that um, so much was working to support my awakening. And I have so much gratitude for that. <clears throat> so um, in, this, in this setting, um, we, uh, it's, it's a little, it's not a meditation retreat center, oh, um, but it, there really is a tremendous amount of support. And, um, and so I encourage you to, uh, I'm going to point out what some of those supports are and uh, encourage you to make use of them. You know, it's, it's this whole idea of going on retreat is actually something that is, um, to a certain extent, a, a, a Western, somewhat modern invention. Because traditionally, when somebody wanted to withdraw from their daily life and, and practice spiritual practices, they would find a teacher and they would go live with them or they would go to a monastery. You know, and this practice of 
intensive meditation with the intention of waking up in our lives uh, was really something that was thought of as primarily for monks and nuns, the monastics. And it's really only in the 20th century that it became a very widely practiced um, form of spiritual practice for, uh, for lay people, people living and working in the world. <clears throat> so, um, so the first thing I would like to talk about is silence. So silence is, um, you know, sometimes people say, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm always talking. I don't know if I, can, uh, if I can be silent for a whole weekend, much less you know, a week. Uh, silence, this, this practice of noble silence is an opportunity to let go of the kind of habitual interactions that we have with people, um, you know, the uh, sort of the chit-chat, the continual, you know, how are you, the, you know, the, the nods, the smiles. It's not that we are trying to be unfriendly, but we're giving a gift to ourselves and to others of, of having the space to just be present and turn our attention inward to our heart, to our just our, uh, our whole experience in the present moment. And as we discover when we stop talking, it doesn't mean that the mind becomes silent. The mind keeps chattering. Uh, and so we notice that. And that's one of the things that we do notice, is that how, how much the mind keeps going on. And we can bring our attention to the body, to our breath, and just find a deeper presence, a presence which grounds us in this moment. And that is, um, that's a way of coming home to ourselves. Uh, and it's, um, it's a way of uh, just living from a deeper place. Uh, so, um, so we stop. So we stop talking. You know, kind of conversationally to our, to each other. We let go of the. You know, kind of. I mean, if you happen to pass somebody and you and you make eye contact, don't. You know, don't go into a big thing in your head about it. It's okay, but uh, but see if you can just uh, kind of drop your your eyes down so that you're not kind of grabbing contact with the eyes. Uh, something I like to do is um, I just, uh, I, I often, you know, in a very natural way, a smile comes to my face because uh, I'm, I'm feeling goodwill toward the other. And if they are looking at my face, then I'm smiling, you know, and so and I, and I'm, I'm uh, uh, extending that goodwill to them. Um, so, of course, uh, also, um, we turn off our phones, we turn off our, um, we, we don't make uh, phone calls, so if you haven't, you know, finished up 
uh, your contact, you know, uh, you know, it's good if you could do that before we actually gather, but, but if you do need to make a call to say, tell somebody you've arrived, you know, please uh, do that very quickly and, um, and uh, do it at a distance. Um, text messaging, uh, email, of course, all of that, just let it go until Sunday afternoon, and, and it uh, feels good to let it go, really. It can become quite a habit, quite addictive. So uh, just letting it go can feel very refreshing. And also, uh, just uh, while I'm talking about those things, could you please uh, turn off the beepers on your watch if you have a little alarm beeper on your watch that rings on the hour? Uh, please turn that off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so mindfulness, uh, which is the the, um, uh, the core practice in insight meditation, is uh, present moment awareness. So, present moment awareness of the body present moment awareness of, of feelings, of emotional states. So, the, and, and, and it's, we're experiencing these very directly. So we want to get out of our conceptual minds. We want to not be always processing through, uh, you know, ideas, but just in a very immediate way, experiencing, you know, feeling with this step, I'm walking on the earth, feeling this breath, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. Just to come home to this simplicity of ourselves. And so, so we ask that you not read and write, that just puts us back into ideas. You might have a wonderful book that you brought with you that's been very inspiring, but actually it's better not to read it on retreat. Just put it aside and let, let your practice be your inspiration. During the Dharma talks, um, if uh, you, know, you might have the habit of uh, taking notes during Dharma talks, but it's actually not helpful. A listening to a Dharma talk is itself a practice. It's a practice of deep listening. Uh, just listening with the heart, listening with the whole body, and, and just listening in a very open way without discrimination. You know, and then if you have something that really touched you and you want to uh, write it down, uh, you can do that you know, when you get back to your room or if you have a notepad, you want to just write a word or two, but it really will be a distraction if you're continually taking notes. Uh, if you write a journal, again, uh, if you feel that, that it's helpful to, to write down a word or two about your experience, something came up for you and uh, uh, you, you want to reflect on it. Um, in a way, sometimes writing a few words in a journal can help us to let go of an experience rather than mulling it over and over in the mind because we 
you know, we, it was an insight or it was something important. And, uh, and so uh, just writing a few words in your journal can let it go. But, but we can also make a project. I, I remember being on retreat once and I was, you know, writing all these wonderful insights in my journal and, and writing poems. And I realized at a certain point that, that writing in the journal was becoming, you know, a whole, I was making a whole thing of it. And, uh, and I realized I should just let it go and be just present in my, in the moment. So, uh, so that's all about uh, silence, silence, um, silence together, si inner silence, the cultivation of silence by, you know, not, not uh, kind of holding on to conceptual experiences, but trying to really uh, be open to direct experiences. So another thing that I'd like to talk about, which is part of this whole environment of uh, creating a, a safe and supportive environment for retreat, are the, uh, the five precepts. I'm not going to talk about them a lot, because I know you got some information about them uh, when you registered for the retreat. <clears throat> but I'll just, um, I'll just give a kind of an overview uh, these, these five precepts uh, are um, really all about non-harming and, and um, affirming the deep interconnectedness of life. We're all part of this web of life and we, we all share consciousness. And, uh, and this, this, this practice of the five precepts really affirms uh, that this life, respect for life, and, um, uh, and a, a connection, a deeper inter interconnection with life. So we don't kill. That's the first. We don't kill. Even a spider, we don't kill a spider. Um, because the spider is uh, part of the web of life. They're great web spinners. And, and they show us that web. And we even protect life. And we don't steal. So you can think about stealing. Uh, you know, obviously we don't, you know, go into somebody's room and steal. But also, um, not, this precept of not stealing is is about taking what is offered freely, and being having a sense of contentment with what is offered. So if you're not sure if something is offered, like Janet talked about the food and, and the shampoos and the hand creams, and if you're not sure if something is offered and if it's, if it's okay to take this or that, um, you can put a note on the board and you know, ask the, or Janet a note and, and ask her, is it okay to, you know, to take something that you, you'd like or you need? Um, the third precept has to do with not engaging in careless sexual relations, which can cause harm to others. So on retreat, we practice celibacy. And, and it involves keeping our sexual energy contained. Um, so, 
So we don't flirt. You know, we don't uh, we dress in a way that is um, modest and doesn't call attention to the body in a sexual way. So we're just really being considerate of ourselves and, and others in this way. So the, the fourth uh, precept has to do with speech, uh, and it's, it's not to lie. And in, on, on retreat, we're engaging in noble silence. When we do speak, whether it's in a group or uh, in an individual uh, meeting with a, a teacher, we are, um, we're speaking honestly, and we're speaking from our experience. So we're not, uh, we're not trying to create a persona or aggrandizement of ourselves. We're just, uh, we're just bringing an honest question or comment or reflection to the practice. And then the fifth is um, to avoid intoxicants that cause heedlessness. So uh, usually these are uh, drugs and alcohol, uh, consider that, so we don't, we're, not, we're not using drugs uh, and alcohol or other intoxicants. But it's also a, a, a reflection on, you know, what does actually intoxicate? You know, are, what does cause heedlessness? Are, are, we, are there experiences or substances that, that cause us to kind of uh, just um, lose awareness, lose this presence, uh, mindfulness? So another focus, it's actually implied within uh, the precepts, but I want to highlight it, is this, a practice of simplicity uh, in, in this. So, you know, uh, this is a beautiful center, and, um, you know, the retreat centers vary greatly in degree of, of comfort, and, you know, uh, do we have dorm-style beds, or do we have private rooms, and you know, what kind of bathrooms and what kind of food. So there's, you know, there's a great uh, range and some retreat centers have, you know, gourmet food uh, and, and some retreat centers have very, very simple <coughs> food. And, um, uh, and this, you know, this retreat center is pretty comfortable, but I'm sure that any one of us can find something that we would prefer were different. You know, uh, we might find uh, that we uh, prefer that the food maybe is, um, you know, less cooked. You know, the vegetables are more crisp, or the salad bar is more varied, or, or uh, you know, the bread is more whole grain, or the bed is, you know, too hard or too soft, or, you know, Goldilocks. Uh, so, uh, or, or the schedule, you know, is too rigorous or too lax. Or, so just uh, become aware of these discriminations and these judgments. And, um, and see if you can, you know, there's a, there's a saying, um, the, the great way is not difficult for those who are not attached to their preferences. You know, so... Um, so, yeah, you like chocolate ice cream, but there's vanilla, you know. Uh, notice the preferences. Notice <coughs> the attachment to the preferences. That's great practice. You know, our preferences are really an opportunity 
to see how attached we are that things be the way we want them to be. And to learn that things are as they are. Um, and we can, uh, we can open to gratitude you know, for this uh, wonderful support that is here and for having the necessities of life. Um, and, uh, and just this opportunity to just be. You know, there's nothing that we have to do. There's nothing that we have to achieve while we're here this weekend. It's just a time to drop into being, you know, the simplicity of just being, just this breath. So um, another thing that I'd like to speak about is uh, embodying respect for the practice in the hall. Uh, so this hall is a, a gathering place for us to do our practice, to, to meditate together. And so there are certain things that we call hall etiquette, and, uh, and you wouldn't be expected to know this. if who haven't been on a retreat, so that's why I'm telling you. So the first thing is, please arrive on time. And on time means a couple of minutes before the sitting actually begins. So, um, so, so arrive so that you can really gather your awareness, your attention. You can take your seat. Uh, and, and, and when we sit down to meditate, you know, we don't just sit, we take our seat. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Um, so so we, t we take a couple of minutes to take our seat. And, um, and don't wait for the teacher to arrive. The teacher, you know, whether it's Bruno or, or, or I, may be talking to something, talking to somebody or, or doing something. So just, you know, arrive and begin to meditate. If we're talking to something, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're not maybe. that mindful. Well, <laughs> or maybe we're having a deep communion with a tree. <laughs> but then it's usually not in words. Um, so please don't leave the hall before the end of the sitting. Um, so, you know, even if you're coughing, uh, it's okay to cough. I mean, if you feel you're really coughing and you need to get some water and, you know, you just really, uh, if, you, if you actually feel <coughs> you absolutely need to leave, then please mindfully leave uh, without causing, you know, uh, a disturbance as far as little as you can. But, but um, sometimes people cough a couple of times and run out of the room. Um, if you have some water with you and you're coughing, you can have a drink of water. Uh, but, but, you know, the water bottles should not be, you shouldn't drink from your water bottles during a sitting. Uh, like, take a drink before or, uh, you know, wait till after, even if your mouth is dry. Because it causes a disturbance. And also, it causes a disturbance, first of all, to yourself. It's a distraction. 
but just notice that your mouth is dry. You know, it's okay. Um, and uh, and then continue just being present. Um, yeah. Um, if you feel sometimes people uh, <coughs> just feel like you know that maybe they're having a lot of restlessness in the sitting, and you just have a sense of I can't meditate for another minute. You know, I just can't hold my meditation. So just uh, take a break. You know, maybe uh, relax your posture a little bit quietly. Maybe just let the mind drift a little bit. You know, take a break if you really feel you can't meditate. And take a minute and then, um, uh, and then come back and see if you can start again. We have a, a few, most of our sittings are about 30 minutes. We have a few 45 minute sittings, maybe uh, two or three. Uh, so for those longer sittings, um, whoever's leading it, uh, Bruno or, or I, will will ring a bell after 25 minutes. So if you want, you don't need to, but if you want to release your posture and just uh, stretch or stand up, you can do that. Please do it as quietly as you can. And, uh, and, um, and then the bell will be rung after a couple of minutes a second time and then take your posture again. So, so just one ring means that it's a break and three rings means the end of the sitting. So that's, that's not usually done uh, in sittings, but because this is a, an intro retreat, being easy on you guys to give you a little break with the longer sittings. Um, yeah, uh, so in terms of, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned water bottles, but please no food or other beverages, so no tea, uh, no snacks. Um, so if you have a problem sitting, sitting uh, either on the floor or in a chair, you know, because you have uh, a chronic uh, chronic pain in some part of your body or an injury. Um, so talk to me and we can uh, find a place for you to practice in a supine position, so lying down or, um, or standing up, you know, is fine as well. So we'll find a way to, uh, you know, make it possible for you to practice uh, with the group. Um, and you can do that just sometimes, or you can do it for all the sittings, uh, you know, as you need to. Um, and then just a last if, if, uh, point about the hall. If you're the last one in, uh, please close that door next to Janet. Uh, so you, may, you might not be sure you're the last one in, but if the hall looks pretty full, just close the door and um, uh, and uh, that, that reduces the noise from the kitchen. Um, Daryl, and the doors that go into the foyer, those need to be closed during the <coughs> Okay. Okay, both of the doors. Right. Thank yeah. you. So now another uh, thing is uh, another piece of the retreat technology is the schedule. And uh, the schedule, you know, um, you know, I, I've been to a lot of conferences, um, 
And, uh, you know, and I look at the schedule and I say, oh, this looks interesting. I think I'll go to this workshop. And maybe this is where I'm going to take a walk. You know, I just, this doesn't interest me so much. Well, I'd like you not to have that attitude <laughs> toward this, this schedule. Um, this schedule, you know, think of it as uh, the skeleton that gives support and shape to the body. This schedule really is the framework for right effort in your retreat. You know, and so please just surrender to the schedule. And don't, you know, don't engage in dialogue about, oh, I don't feel like doing that, or I do, or, or you know, oh, I need a nap, or, I mean, there are always <coughs> extreme situations which are exceptions to the rule, but I, uh, you know, on the whole, please just embrace the schedule, surrender to the schedule, um, whether you feel like it or not, come to the sitting, and you may surprise yourself, actually. Uh, what happens is, you know, uh, you know we, we, we might say to ourselves, you know, an inner dialogue might go something like this. Oh, that last sitting was terrible. You know, I was just thinking, thinking, thinking all the time. You know, I just don't want to go through that again. I'm not going to go. Sure, that thought comes up, but then say, you know, okay, thank you for your opinion, and come to the retreat, to, to the sitting, come to the sitting. You know, like, don't, don't be driven by preferences or by past experiences, because past experiences is not a predictor of future experience. And of course, you might... Uh, you might have had a wonderful sitting, uh, you know, what is considered a wonderful sitting. There actually are no bad sittings, you know, as long as you're bringing your attention and your energy to the sitting. But you might have had a very pleasant, clear, peaceful sitting where the mind becomes more quiet and you feel really present. And then you might think, oh, now I've got it. And, um, and actually, uh, the next sitting might be much more restless. So, so we don't know. The past doesn't predict the future. We're just, uh, we're just present with what's coming up. And the same with the walking practice. Um, you know, and, and just, uh, we don't practice the whole schedule. We practice just this moment. You know, there's only ever just this moment, just this moment of entering the hall, just this moment of taking a step in walking meditation. So practice is like that. So we, we just were all, always coming back to just this moment. And in this moment, you know, we may we we project our our ideas into the future, and we worry. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or that, or you know, or maintain the posture, or or I won't. It won't be pleasant experience. And and then we can ask ourselves, well, in this moment, is it okay? In this moment, just sitting here, is it okay? And uh, 
And unless, you know, unless we're being run over by a truck or, you know, uh, a meteor is landing on the building, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, so um, usually the answer is yes, it's okay. You know, it, when we're really honest with ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, Janet told you when you checked in about the woods and the, and the, and the, the walking down to the river, and, and so, you know, there's wonderful time for that. There's, there's lots of unscheduled time um, around meal times to, uh, to take walks. I really uh, suggest that you not walk into town and go shopping. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, people are laughing, but so many people just, you know, like, you know, really. Uh, You're giving ideas to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, like really uh, receive just the refuge that's here and. Uh, and give yourself this time to retreat from the busyness you know, of life and the, all the consumer activities of life. Just uh, let it let it be. And you know, the mind wants distraction. The mind wants distraction because we're not used to just being present, just being quiet, being at peace. You know, we're used to continually you know, stimulating ourselves with many, many experiences. And, and until we tune in to how lovely it is just to be present and in peace and connecting with the natural world around us, we can, you know, there can be a kind of addictive quality of, you know, wanting more stimulation again. Just be aware of that. You'll get from this weekend what you put into it. So it's not, you know, it's not something that we just do and, uh, you know, it's not like going to a spa and getting a massage. <laughs> you get from it what you put into it. And, uh, and so we need to keep bringing this commitment to keep arriving in the moment, to stay mindful. <laughs>